0: to Scared Smithless, here at your greatest destination. And
1: I am Sammy Terry, your host with the most. When you're not being scared, Smithless... (laughs) Enough time for one more story.
2: We all go
3: a little mad
0: sometimes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Have you Ch- children? What an excellent day for an Happy Halloween, everybody. Halloween is here. It's here. I'm going to go The day is cat. upon us, almost. It's quickly approaching. Although, we did have fun watching this particular, uh this week's Halloween movie. And it was... Halloween.
3: So, you're welcome. You're all welcome. The 2018 remake. So, this was the sequel.
1: Direct, yeah, direct sequel from the original one.
3: Right. So, last week we had the original sequel. hmm And now we have the new and improved sequel.
1: Yeah. They've been planning on doing, like, another sequel for quite a while. And then they just, like, kind of put the project aside. And then they got different writers, like... Uh, you know, like Danny McBride and uh, David Gordon Green, the director of this movie, and uh, they're huge fans of the original one. Just they um, they decided it was it was originally going to be like a uh, direct sequel from the other sequel, Halloween Two, but then they decided they liked the idea better of a you know making Michael seem human than just supernatural almost because they just felt like
0: he's indestructible.
1: Yeah. They just made, you know, they, just made it want, they wanted to make it sound, seem more scary because it's an actual human being killing everyone.
3: So in other words, this ignores the events of every single Halloween movie besides the 1978 original.
1: Correct. But they do, but, you know, we, as we saw, it pays a lot of homage to, you know, a lot of the other films.
3: Right, yeah, there's definitely some...
1: Easter eggs. Yeah, for Something fans like of, that.
3: not just the original one, but... Other films in the franchise.
1: Even the third one. Right. You know, we got the, right. we see like kids walking around with those ugly, stupid masks from the third one.
4: Yeah. what else did this uh director do?
1: Uh he 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 was mo- he's mostly known for comedies. The only ones I really know is the Pineapple Pineapple Express and uh is that one Jonah Hill at uh, The Sitter. Oh. I never saw that hmm. one.
0: <laughs> and you thought he'd take a try his hand at uh, horror films? Pretty much. Oh well he did he did. Yeah, different. you can
3: tell this director has experience in comedy. Mm-hmm. There were oh, some comic, oh, yeah. comedic moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, they, I think they definitely wanted a little bit of humor in it. I mean, not slapstick, but, you know, a little bit.
0: Don't get us wrong. It, this is a horror movie. Oh, yeah. There will be bodies. There will be blood. <laughs> People will die.
1: Quite a bit more in the original one.
0: Jamie Lee Curtis is back. hmm. She's bad as ever. She still has that 19... 19- Seventy eight looking body. Time has been good to her. So has Activia. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but uh Is that the yogurt? Yes. Uh that's <laughs> we're plugging in. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> She's a the spoke, spokesperson for a probiotic yogurt called Activia. It is delicious and it is very helpful for your immune system. Yogurt that
3: helps you poop. Yes. Sure. They were gonna call it Gogurt, but that was already taken.
1: Yeah, they actually uh they're somehow they were able to Talk uh, John Carpenter into this, which he served as an executive producer for this.
3: I have to say the music in this was was awesome.
1: Mm, it was him and his son and some other guy I've never heard of, but yeah, it was. It it's it sounded like what he wanted for, from the original
3: one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's the same music from the original, mm-hmm. just a 21st century version of it, mm-hmm. including a bow string on an electric guitar. Oh yes. We'll get to that. You were asking
4: about Bloom House, yeah. Beginning
0: is it? Is Bloom House, a, yeah.
3: actually, it's Bloom House. Yeah, I say
0: Blum. It's a. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, I have <laughs> too.
4: It's a production company that's notorious for taking small budgets and making big profits off of it. Okay. Like uh, Paranormal Activity, it made I think two hundred million dollars off of a fifteen thousand dollar budget. Yep. That is that
0: good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. They know what they are doing.
1: That's another That's another neat thing about this movie, too, is that they actually so- shot this in South Carolina. It was early in the years, around January and February of 2018. It was This is neat, too, because this was, I mean, it was obviously a much bigger budget than the original. This was, I think it was $10 million, which, you know, it's
3: not much today.
1: Yeah, but obviously big enough for this. Right. But it was also shot, the original was shot in 20 days. This was shot in 30 days. Wow. They just wanted to make. They just really wanted to make this as simple as possible.
0: I really want the listeners to uh, hone in on the fact that a lot has happened in forty years. So that uh, sweet little high school girl that was fighting for her life, she's changed a lot in forty years. So, oh yeah, uh, she's a grandma. She's a grandma now. And she uh, she may have developed a couple habits, but uh, you, you'll see them as you watch the movie and as we uh, explain them.
4: And she's a marksman. Yes. Or is that a ubiquitous term? Can we say marksman if it's a woman? I think
1: or it's a, is a,
3: woman. a markswoman.
0: She's a shooter, sharp shooter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll call her sharp shooter. I don't know if she's Annie Oakley, but. So we
3: open up on Smiths Grove Sanitarium, 2018. So we are 40 years, exactly 40 years after the first, the events of the first film took place. We have a um, male and female podcasters, Dana and Aaron arrive at the Smith's Grove Sanitarium. They are true crime podcasters, and they in- are...
0: Investigative journalists?
3: Yes, yeah. looking into a uh, the, the, the Michael Myers murders from yeah, I feel like in- investigative
4: journalists is kind of a broad term. They're podcasters. Yes, yeah, they're
0: podcasters. But it sounds more like... Technically,
4: aren't we investigative?
0: Yeah. No. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we're investigating re- these movies. Yeah. It, it sounds more sexy. It sounds more like legit when you say it that way. Now, if I'm like, hey, I'm a podcaster, you're like, wow, you have no life. Whereas, I would say, I'm an investigative journalist, you're like, wow, you probably took a really lot of f- stuff. You, and you probably have really nice dinners, you have a nice apartment. We're movie historians. Yeah, I like that. See, that's sexy. I like that. We Class are, it up a bit. We are movie historians. We're nerds.
3: So, they are um, introduced to Dr. Sartain.
1: Yeah, I've never seen this guy in anything.
3: Yeah, he's Michael Myers doctor the new doctor Loomis right they call him the new Loomis um, he's, he's a,
4: guys, he, he looks familiar like I've seen him and stuff but
3: yeah, I was I, try,
0: I I was trying think. to look
1: I was trying to look him up yeah I could I'm like I don't recognize any of these movies
0: he's odd from the get-go yeah he looks like he should have been one of the crewmen on a uh, hook that uh mustache that he's sporting yeah yeah he does look piratey, dude. No, yeah, he definitely does. He, he won an sure. Emmy. Bring me oh. Peter Pan. That's what he should be yelling. He want an Emmy for some he's, he's from Turkey. Ah, uh, that explains a lot. Me, I man.
4: would try to I would try to pronounce it, but I don't want to curse anybody out unintentionally in another language. Yeah,
0: right. Sure. It says Sasis, yes. How oh, You
4: kiss your mother with that mouth?
0: I don't think I I I think it's a different He's a foreigner. So he gives us Turkey. a little
3: he gives us a little bit of background of what's been going on for the last 40 years. Basically, um, nothing. Michael's been... Same old, same right, old. He's been locked up since the night he got out. He, he apparently got caught soon after. Because the, at the end of the first film, as you remember, Michael disappears, right? After Loomis shoots him. In, in this rendition, it doesn't show it, but we get explanation that he'd gotten up and left, and then he was... Um, shortly thereafter apprehended and locked up again. So um, they have him here at the hospital. The podcasters understand that Michael is soon being moved to pretty much just a holding cell where he'll be at for the rest of his days. Dr. Sartain's not very happy about that because he determines that no one seems to be interested in trying to get through to Michael anymore. Um, after forty years, though, yeah,
0: you, right you think you'd figure it out sometimes you just gotta know in you beat, huh. you know, pretty much, but, but well, no, actually, in his case this this is his livelihood, but I mean, but there's other patients at this facility that yeah. he could also be, I mean, helping, I mean, he so.
1: said he's taking care of those guys too, from what I was watching, but
3: and as we'll and as we'll learn, Dr. Sartain's a little obsessive. Yes, yeah. So now He's
4: listening to a recording of Loomis. Do you know if, if this is like... Is that here or is that later? That's later. I thought well, that was, well, later. I mean, Yeah, is it is it actually Donald Pleasants? Oh, no. No, no. Or,
1: oh. This was a... Uh, I forget who what his name was. It was this, some random guy. I think he was a comedian or something that did the... Yeah, oh. I think I heard
4: that as well. It's Frank Welker, isn't
3: it?
1: <laughs> sure, we'll call it that. We'll call him him.
3: So they he takes them outside to meet with Markle, uh, Michael. He does... Reference Loomis at one point and talks about um, up until Loomis passed away. So, Loomis has died at this point, which makes sense because he was pretty old in 1978. Yeah. They wheel out, like, 113-year-old Dr. Sam Loomis.
4: They're
3: like, kill him! He's evil! Kill him! <laughs> I shot him six times! I shot him
1: six times! Yeah.
3: He is a, was a student of Dr. Loomis. He takes Aaron and Dana outside where there is a yard?
0: It's a courtyard, right?
3: Yeah, it looks like a checkerboard. It does.
1: I remember somebody, somebody mentioned that when I was watching. It was some YouTube There's, thing. Uh, it looked like that he was like the king and every, all the other like crazies out there were his pawns
0: or something uh, like yeah. that. Because uh, they did start acting up. There are
3: several inmates out here. There's probably, tw- looks like 20 inmates out here. They're all um, distanced from each other. Mm-hmm. They're all chained to their own individual concrete Blocks that look like they probably weigh a ton yeah they're crazy yeah in their own way all of them that's uh
4: apparently exercise time
3: right <laughs> yeah. they they went out of their way yeah. to They'll show be, they're us more
1: of the fun crazy yeah, right
3: fun. michael is standing motionless facing away from dr sartain aaron and dana dr sartain introduces them to michael introduces michael to them I, hey, hey, how do you do? Steps
0: forward to talk to Michael. He does. He does tell him well, hey, make sure you tie your shoe. <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought about that. I'm like, think you are going into a, a sanitarium with a bunch of you know Nuts. mental. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it PC, but I'm like, think why would you give them any reason to like attack you or anything like that? Because the doctor does point out like, hey, that particular person over there has a thing about. They're called inmates. You know, inmates. Yeah. I'm trying to be. PC. That's, it's a really weird time. There's nothing PC
3: about calling them inmates. It's
0: just, I don't want to get shut down. That's the least of your worries. Yeah, no one listens to this anyway. Uh, but anyways, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, well, could Michael himself have done something with his shoestring? So he tells he tells him
3: not to step over the line. So they've yeah. kind of got protocol for how all this works. And Aaron tells him, do you ever think about that night? Michael doesn't respond, doesn't look, doesn't move. So we never see his face. This is, um...
1: Barely, like, see us side of his face. Right,
3: we see enough that we can see the scar on his eye from where Laurie
1: his bearded beard
3: Yeah, wire coat hangered.
1: I like him having a beard. I don't know why. He's just...
3: Yeah, um, played by Yeah, the James, James Jude, Jude Courtney. Courtney
1: who ironically, if Michael was technically 21 during this time, which would have made him born in 57, this guy was actually born in 1957. There you go. Which I thought was kind of... Yeah,
3: good that's casting. Cool.
4: That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And from what I've heard is a very very nice person in real life, that
3: and an funny. excellent cook.
0: <laughs> and I heard that he just finished writing a novel, New York bestseller actually. Shut up. Thirty days as the shape. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love that. I would read it. I, I totally would. I would read a book about this guy talking about his time filming this movie. Oh yeah. around on set, not even had, not even able to say words. He just kept character the entire time.
3: And how do you make sure that you win the role of Michael Myers when you're auditioning?
1: Just don't say anything.
3: Don't talk. There you go. So Aaron pulls out from his bag of tricks. He reaches and he says, "Michael, I have something for you. I I borrowed this from a friend at the Attorney General's office. Is that how big time of a podcaster do you have to be to?" Yeah, I know.
1: uh,
0: You have a friend at the Attorney
3: General's office that's going to give you give you crime scene evidence.
0: Yeah, that's 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 like not going to happen. That's Epstein connections. If yeah. you're a podcaster, there, there's <laughs> no,
1: there's no way. Right. So
3: he I pulls out the wrong. mask, the Bill Shatner mask. This this thing looks awesome. It is. It I, do, I do. It's I think they did a good looking. job with yeah, it. it's 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 obviously not the exact same mask. Um, they remade yeah, it. That thing would have been disgusting. Right, oh Yeah. But it looks great. The mm-hmm. the aging effects that they put on it. Yes. It's. it's Pretty much spot on. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, even, it's like, exactly even like exactly what the, you would, the hole in the neck part. Yeah, you him with attention the attention oh, yeah, to detail. Yeah, like the uh, knitting that needle. Knitting needle. Yeah. The other inmates at this point uh, are starting to—it's it, roused them. Bark. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> They're so getting on their horses.
3: Aaron at this point is yelling at Michael. That's not a good idea. No, right. And Screaming at him to say something. They're trying to. Everyone is obsessed with getting Michael to talk. I'm not. I
4: just no. I'm just happy that he's behind bars.
3: I'll tell you right now, um, when Michael Myers talks in one of these movies, it will ruin it for me. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. oh well, yeah.
4: 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah I was going to say, John Carpenter actually hated the uh, the remake Rob Zombie did because it dove more into his past. Yeah. And... Yeah. and, stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like it's-
3: and- he talks
4: yeah I don't need to know where these the monsters came from right they' yeah. just they're, they're just here and we need to deal with it it's like we yeah. said we don't need to know how hot dogs are made <laughs> right they're just delicious
0: right and in, and even in the Rob zombie one his parents were kind of like low not low lives they're just like trash whereas oh. in the old one and the older one, it's like they're coming back from a Halloween party, but they're kind of dressed up to the nines. Like they look like they're upstanding people.
1: Yeah, I even saw this online. Some guy was just like, "You know, this would have been better if you know, you had like a goal and stuff like that." And you know, it doesn't really make it quite scary if this is some random guy running around. It's like, really, what do you guys think? If I just stabbed every one of you right now and then just kept walking around, just killing people at random, that's not going to be scary to anyone. That's what I would say to me. Yeah. I just hate when people just, like, overthink stuff. It's like, you know, it's just like, it was kind of like Friday the 13th, Part 5. Like, everyone thought it should have been, like, the his spirit lives on, you know, this whatever crap that they're always talking about. It's like, no. Keep it simple. Remember. Stop changing it. Just make it simple. Yep.
3: So, Aaron, uh, trying to get, evoke a reaction out of Michael does no good. So, we jump to the opening credits. Um, which were awesome, by the way. I like that they kept the same font and the same color as mm-hmm. the original. Yeah. Um, and we actually get a reverse decomposition of a, that, the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. From the,
1: that was an actual pumpkin. That was yeah. uh, David Gordon Green. He just basically put a pumpkin in the room, just put a camera in front of it, and let it just decompose the whole time, and then that whole... And then they right played right it in reverse. reverse. That's pretty I, cool. yeah, I mean, I don't know how else they would have done yeah, that. Uh,
3: yeah. um, and then we get a zoom in of the eye and the nose, which right. the controversial Michael Myers and the knife... I see it. Some uh, people I mean, don't I, see it. I don't think it I was intentional. I see it. It just doesn't really work that well right. for me. The nose is supposed to be the knife, and it looks it looks weird. Yeah. Otherwise, it's so
1: simple. How come you can't? Uh,
3: I can okay. see it. Okay. I just think yeah. if they were wanting to do that, they could have
0: Done it made better. it. It looks yeah. like a flag. It looks yeah. like a flag. I'm like, yeah. No. I never actually, until you just said that, now Tyler, I've never viewed that as a knife. I've yeah. just the, thought,
3: the, oh, the the silhouette of Michael's head is much more. Uh, plays much better for me than the knife. That's it. supposed like, yep. oh, it's yeah. Jason holding a knife. Okay, first of all, you don't see anyone holding Uh, You said anything. Jason. Uh, drink. Drink. <laughs> yep. All right. They call me out every time I do that, guys. Yep. Okay, uh, I will pretend I have we, a... The electrodes haven't so, yet. Yep, 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 First, first of all, you, know, you do not see anyone holding a knife. He, there's no one holding anything. It is the silhouette of Michael's head, and I guess a knife. Yeah. It,
1: I can I can sure. I can see the knife.
3: But I, I hate when people are like, "Oh, Michael's holding a knife in the in the jack lantern." Yeah. That's what it's took so me simple. so long to see that because I heard that over and I'm like, I don't see it. And they're like, No, it's definitely it's Michael. He's holding his knife. No one is holding a knife. It is the silhouette of Michael's head, which is cool. And then the nose is. A triangle, which I guess you could say, ah, I guess that's in the shape of a butcher's knife. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like showing those weird pictures to people, like a psychiatrist yeah. does. Yeah, the cold. people that
3: see Warshak test. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah
1: it's uh, just like I, it's like I don't I don't see it.
4: The people that see Beyonce in a tortilla chip. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: When I was looking at this Jack o lantern I actually saw Jason Voorhees. So wow. Now what? Yeah. Peter saw Chucky. Craig saw Leatherface. I saw Beyonce. John Tell saw Beyonce. (laughs) I saw a
1: Jack and Leonard with the uh, gnosis sort of sliced at the bottom. That's all I saw. Right, yeah.
3: Anyway, we we digress. Boy, the things that get us off on a tangent.
0: Yeah, I can see her right now.
3: We go to um, Haddonfield on October 30th. Yes. Yeah. So we've got Dan and Aaron, our hero podcasters. What do you think their podcast is called? Investigative. Journalism R.S.? Yeah, Michael. <laughs> the, the entire podcast or, is dedicated oh, to Michael shit. Myers. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone will listen to that, really. We're that close to the Attorney General yeah. of the state of Illinois.
3: They're driving down the road in Haddonfield. We find out they are going to visit Lori Strode, which, if you've lived under a rock the last few weeks, she was our final girl from the first one, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. They are going to visit Lori to try... I, th- it's bonkers what they're actually trying to get her to do when we find out what their real motive is for going and meeting with her it's nuts they pull up they're, they're just in the middle of the woods it looks like driving on a road in the middle of the woods they pull up into a driveway there's a gate shut that says no trespassing private property private property um they, there's a buzzer they ring mm-hmm. the buzzer well they, they do mention they have they have money they have three thousand dollars aaron's reluctant to pay for an interview
4: I
0: don't. I don't pay for interviews. Bands that make her dance, though, Craig. Oh, I learned that from a rap song. I learned that from a Chinaman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so they ring the buzzer. Lori answers, asks them what they want. They explain uh, we're investigative journalists, podcasters.
1: Yeah, he says podcasters, and she says we're investigative journalists. Yeah, because she's trying to We want to. We want
3: to talk to you about the the night when um, you were traumatized. Are they
4: both English, like like yes, British, or no. is it just her? Because no, they both like, are. Okay, I feel like hers She's comes like, through a the lot. Loo?
0: Loo? He's like what the loo? And um, This is Merka. We call
3: it a bathroom. Fun like fact: the character Aaron Corey is played by Jefferson Hall. He was a stormtrooper, a first order officer on. Star Wars The Force Awakens.
0: Yep. What? Oh, what? Oh, he smokes him.
3: Don't know which one. I've uh, I
1: I seen him on other... He just plays random parts get like a, that. Put up a better fight.
3: First Order Officer number four, wow. to be specific. You know, number four. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's favorite.
4: Now that you give me the, the number, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. First Order... I thought you meant number, n- number three. Oh, so he played Finn. No,
3: no, 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 no. Not number three. Yeah.
4: He played Finn? No one cares about number three. <laughs>
3: What a loser. <laughs> Finn was FN two one eight seven.
0: Uh, Nerd. Be proud of yourself. A little bit.
3: So they go in to talk to Lori. She has when when Dana offers three thousand dollars, uh she opens the gate.
1: I think it's she's, hilarious. She does not care about yeah, what she, they want.
3: Yeah, she's not going to let them in. Um and then Dana finally says, How's three thousand dollars sound? And without a word you just hear the gate open. <laughs> so we are then reintroduced to Laurie Strode. Ooh, the years have not been kind.
0: No. Yeah, there's been a lot of stress. She, uh, she's uh, got some city miles on <laughs> some city miles. How did, how did she afford this house? What, is she, what do you think she does?
1: I think
3: she won a massive settlement from Smith's Grove Sanitarium mm-hmm. back yeah, in that 1978. Oh, that, yeah. She doesn't have to work say, anymore.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because she apparently lives on like...
3: Can you imagine the place that was responsible for... It was the state Keeping this person tenor. locked up, yeah. let them out, right? Oh yeah.
1: From what we see, I'm not going to explain everything just yet, but from what we see, this looks like it's at least like a hundred acres worth of woods, and this yeah. it's a pretty nice house actually. Yeah. And the on the inside, she's got it
3: on lockdown. She yeah. has um, several safety measures. Let's yeah. let's call them. So they go in to talk to Lori. Not great bedside manner. Is, uh, here's my question. Is is Lori like this year-round, or does she just get more amped up around Halloween time?
0: Probably as Probably the year goes Halloween on. Time. I think she's, like, wasted for a good part of the but
3: year. But they do talk about yeah. she's twice divorced. She obviously had a daughter. Still has her. Right, still has a daughter. That's what I mean. But she lost her daughter, but right. she, she had her taken Gambling. away by the state. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, at one point, she must have been normal enough to get married, right? Right. Like if she was this obs- obsessive all the time and this was her life's ambition, why would she have? I mean, it doesn't make sense that she would have taken the time to get married. Right.
0: Because who's gonna put up with this chick always? Cleaning well, not the gun? not
3: even that. Why would she even bother with it? Maybe why would she, she have she, any desire she, to get maybe married? Maybe she had and start like a, a one
0: night stand or something and yeah. end up getting pregnant.
3: Well, then it happened again because it said she was married twice. Then where's that kid?
1: Oh, that's right. I won't even. I don't know
0: what I'm thinking. Gosh. I wonder what. The so they they
3: talk about that. They talk about her being twice divorced. They said, we know you have a very uh, rocky relationship with your daughter and your granddaughter. Lori doesn't want to talk about it, understandably. They say, ha, when did you get custody back of your daughter when she was taken from you when she was 12 years old? And Lori says, I didn't get custody back, but you already know that. She stands up and says, time's up. Yep. They say, Lori, we saw him. So that gets her attention. They say we went and visited him. There was nothing. He didn't say anything. We asked him about you. He didn't say anything. They said we think here it is. Here is their real reason for being here. We think it would be great for you to sit down with him and get what's off your chest for the last 40 years. That sounds like a terrible idea. No, yeah. Lori thinks so as well.
1: Yeah. And what's Michael going to say? Oh yeah, that's the one I tried killing and didn't happen.
3: Oh, uh, the one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> they do girl. mention. They also mention that uh, Michael's being transferred, and she says, "Yes, I know." Tomorrow night
0: at seven. She's aware.
3: Right. Oh, she's very aware. She knows everything going on with him. After the after the comment about, come with us, we'll have you sit down and talk with him. She just...
1: Yeah, you know the guy that almost murdered you.
3: Yeah, she opens the door, holds out her hand, and says, I'll take my payment now.
4: Yep, as I would too.
3: We are then introduced to Lori's daughter, Karen, played by Judy Greer, of... Boy, she's in a lot. She, she's been quite a bit here lately. She was in
4: the Jurassic, World, yep. Jurassic World, and
3: she's in, in Ant-Man. Yep, she's in the village in yeah. yeah, Night Shyamalan. Yep. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Um, possibly pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. Um, her husband, Ray. Played by. Toby Huss.
1: Fame to me was con uh, from King of the Hill.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, ah! that was him?
1: Yeah. Get out of here. Yep. This guy's more known for his voice acting.
0: He's hilarious in this movie. Yeah, oh yeah, I would have never picked that out as him. That's crazy.
3: We get um, Karen and Ray's daughter, Allison. Was this her first role? I don't recognize her.
1: She's she's been in, I think, just some Andy Matichek. Yeah, I did. But they also wanted just like unknown actors also. Yeah, she
3: she's pretty her? good in this. I
1: thought she I thought she did just fine.
3: They did not not anything. Important here. She has a. They have. She has a good relationship with her family.
4: Seems like it. Yep. A lot like her grandma.
1: Right.
3: They're going out to dinner that night to celebrate her getting elected to the National Honor Society, where she, Karen and Ray are going to meet Allison's boyfriend, who's going with them. Cameron, who here's a fun Easter egg, um, the son of Lonnie, mm-hmm. and who is Lonnie? Lonnie was one of the bullies from the original, who picked on uh, Tommy Doyle. Honey? Yeah. Yep, mm. And he's also the one that Loomis scares away from the Myers house. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Get your ass away from that ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a pretty good impression, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison asks Karen if she invited her... Gran- she calls her grandmother.
4: That's kind of weird.
3: Right Who calls him grandmother? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's fine, yeah. but... That, she calls her grandmother. I'm sure people do. It's formal. It's grandma. Call her grandma. Right. Right.
4: Grand. Yeah.
1: I get if she, you know, she's in a conversation. Oh yeah, I talked to my grandmother about that. You know, yes. But just th- calls her to
3: her face. Yeah. Yes. Grandmother. Yeah. Are we in
4: 17th century England? But yeah.
3: She must have grown up in the Kennedy household. Yeah. Grandmother.
4: Grandmother. <laughs>
3: Where's grandmother? She asks her. Uh, she asks her mom if she invited her grandmother. And Karen says, um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She' lying. You can
1: tell by look at her face when she doesn't answer at first. She's well, like, Nah.
3: She didn't invite her grandmother, so she leaves. Her friends, um, Vicky and Dave. They were fun. Oh, they're right. Uh, Vicky played by Virginia Gardner, which I actually knew her from something, Project Almanac. I, I never actually that saw is. that, but I've just seen bits and pieces of that. That's a no, pretty I, crazy I, I didn't
4: movie. I did see that movie. That's the one where, uh, like his his grand some kid's grandfather. If it's a time machine, right? Or
3: uh, it's his dad, and I He's think dead. that's I'm thinking something else. Whatever it is, it's these nerds, and they basically find a way to travel back in time. Okay, yeah. pretty cool story. Yeah. It's entertaining if nothing else. Right. And then Dave is actually the son of Tim Robbins. Hey,
0: Robbins. Yes. Miles.
3: Andy Dufresne.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that was the longest night of Andy Dufresne's life? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, uh. D- this we get a little more exposition here, just in case there was any questions about where this falls in the timeline of the Halloween franchise. Dave makes mention of, yeah, wasn't wasn't because uh, they start talking about
0: Allison's,
3: Allison's grandma. grandma, Lori, and her incident forty years ago, being attacked by Michael Myers, and say, wasn't he, uh, wasn't he her brother or something? And she's uh, Allison says, no, that's just a stupid story that people made up to make themselves feel better. How would that make you feel better? I don't know how that would make yeah. anyone feel better. I text the thumb oh,
1: like, oh, oh, I get it. Probably. Like, oh, it makes so much sense why he wanted to kill her now.
4: Because okay. they're I and sisters. I feel so much
0: better right now. Because
4: everybody wants to kill their siblings. Right. right.
0: I guess. But not. So we're then introduced to.
3: Allison goes to school. Uh, we're introduced to Cameron, her boyfriend. He seems like a creep. Yeah, he does. I don't know. Something about him. I don't like the cut of his jib. Yeah, he's uh, he has a
0: hidden agenda, I feel. I mean, we find that out in some sense, but
3: yeah, he already seems like what a happens
0: to him. Oh <laughs> well, will yeah, All right, my bad. Uh,
3: and Then Cameron's friend Oscar.
0: Who? Who's this? This is the ugliest. I don't know. In I've never, movie. I've never even heard of this he guy. Rivals, he rivals. He rivals. I think he's
3: Shelly from Friday Part yeah, that's Three. That's what you want <laughs> to me. No, it's I'm this not movie. Not it's Shelly. Shelly's yeah. son. Yeah, Shelly with with lips.
1: I
0: think this guy looked uglier. He's kind of. He's
3: kind of funny. I guess he's all right, right but he's
0: a victim. I think he Cephalus, he looks like a waterhead. <laughs> I'm seriously look at his head. Like I, when I see him, I'm like, man, I really want to punch him in the face, and he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> like he just has one of them faces, and look at his forehead. That's like a six head, not even a five head.
4: Yeah, right. he passed the five. Yeah. He, just, he he skimmed right over the five head, went straight to six.
0: Just like the, when they were pulling like, you out with the forceps, they like give it like. He looks extra, like he extra extra looks like a deformed thing. Mr. Potato Head with a wig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Allison <laughs> sitting in class, um, we get another call back to the first movie, she looks out the classroom window just like Lori did sitting in the back corner of the room, looks out the window, where Lori saw Michael Myers standing there. Um Allison looks out the window and sees Lori. You, you know standing who, facing in the window.
1: You, you know who that teacher was that was talking? That was PJ Souls, I think oh, that's how I said really? the, the one that gets strangled to death in the original one. Well, totally. Cool. Yeah, totally, yeah.
3: Oh that mm-hmm. that guy
1: Yeah, I saw that at the very last minute. I'm like I'm like, oh that's kinda cool. Linda. Yeah, Linda. That's it. I could not think of
3: it. So uh, we then cut to Allison standing outside of the school, I think at the end of the school day, talking to her grandmother. Her grandmother gives her the money that she got from the podcasters. Allison is upset with her grandmother because she says, why can't you just get over this? It's ruined your relationship with your family. And then her, uh, we get, the, and this was a pretty popular scene that was on the trailers, but this is where Lori says, um, if, if, the way I raised your mother uh made all of you hate me, but meant that she could be safer, then I'm okay with that. And Allison says, Say goodbye to Michael, get over it, move on. She should have been like She'm be like, that is no way to speak to your grandmother. Yeah. Cut
4: to Lori shooting the brains out of a mannequin. Yeah.
3: She God. is she is going to target practice.
0: She's a very good shot with a shotgun and a rifle. I will definitely say that.
3: Yeah. So she is It's almost like, um, what are those shows, Doomsday Preppers? Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. That's (laughs) basically what
3: Lori has turned into. She spends all of her time preparing her house. I honestly think that's what happened because you'd think, well, wouldn't she have had a job or a career to make money? I bet she won a big settlement from the state of Illinois because Michael attacked her and her friends when she was younger, and I bet she's just lived off of that
0: forever. And she's used all of that
3: money to...
0: It's gonna start running out because that state's broke. It's really broke.
3: <laughs> Maybe that's why they're broke.
0: <laughs> they, yeah, I could be. Yeah. How big was that settlement? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd actually have uh, food for underprivileged kids, but we we're still paying off a settlement from, from psychopath that broke <laughs> out of one of our. She sanitary. gets
3: a forty-eight hundred dollar check every single week from the state of Illinois. <laughs> Lori's law. Uh, and it just says in the memo line for your troubles. Yeah. <laughs> for your discretion. You have a lot of them. <laughs> and that's why she's been married twice. That's yeah. the only reason the guys are like, man, look at all that money. I'll marry her. And within a couple years, they're like, ah, nope, 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 nope. nope. Baby's yours. I'm out of here. Care. Ten bucks says she shot one of her husbands. Oh, I guarantee it. Buried somewhere on the property and turned him into a mannequin. <laughs> yeah,
4: somewhere <laughs> on that
1: hundred yards worth of, or hundred acre yeah. worth of yeah. forest that she has. Or
4: maybe, maybe all the mannequins.
3: Are made from molds of her dead husband. <laughs> That's gotta be it. We yeah. then get we then get Doctor Loomis uh, recording. Dana and Aaron are listening to it at their hotel, just talking. Same same as we've heard, talking about Michael being evil. He should never be let go. He's pure evil. There's nothing. He's soulless. There's there's no rehabilitating him. As we get um, inmates that night being loaded onto the bus at the sanitarium, Doctor L- uh, Sartain is there. He's getting on the bus. He tells the, the officer, um, he's still my patient. Until he gets there, I'm going to see my job through to the end. So you think, oh, wow, he's really doing his due diligence here. Lori is parked across the street in her car, crying and drinking. That's She's in a great state right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she has a
3: gun. She's oh. drinking the little... Uh, the little shooters.
1: Hotel-sized yeah. liquor bottles. Yeah, the
4: ones that cost you $12 yeah. out of the
0: mini-fridge. Yeah, she had herself a couple of Kettle One shooters. She's
3: like convulsing while she's shooting these liquor bottles. She's holding a gun and then she starts screaming. We cut to uh, the dinner. So we've got Karen and Ray and Allison with Allison's boyfriend Cameron at the dinner to celebrate National Honor Society for Allison. Um, Everything seems to be going well until Allison decides to open her big mouth and ask her mom again about inviting her grandmother. Karen again is terrible at lying. She's like,
0: Yeah, I totally did.
3: I'm like, oh yeah, she stopped by my office. We had a good time. And then Lori shows up. Lori comes walking in. Right. Seems all right for about ten seconds. Yeah. Introduces herself to Cameron, says, Oh, I'm so proud of you for being on National Honor Society. I was once on National Honor Society and casually picks she picks up then glass. casually yeah. picks up a giant hey, glass, of glass. Wine and starts chugging it. Yeah. <laughs> to which Karen says, Mom, mom. I thought you quit drinking and Ray's going that that was mine. And <laughs> she did not.
0: Wow. And I like the daughter, I like how the daughter has to point that out.
3: So uh, Lori goes and says I'm sorry I'll sit down. I'll sit down and Cameron's going um yeah, awkward to be meeting yeah, your girlfriend's parents. Extremely
0: awkward. Yeah, that would be awkward. I'm going to go.
3: Yeah. So
0: would you be slipping out of there John Tell? My ears would have been hot. I would have been like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom real fast. And, uh then Lori I... straight up
3: crashes this dinner party. She sits down, immediately starts crying. That alcohol hit her system. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, says, I saw him. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she said, I saw him. I saw the shape. She actually referenced him as the shape. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah okay. um,
0: so I wish you have been slurring her words a little bit
3: more. They're, Karen Ray and Allison are like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> They're like, no, I wanted to kill him. I didn't know what to do. And they're like, oh, my. Because Cameron's sitting there going, uh. Right. And it's just like,
0: yeah, this is my family. So, uh, yeah. It's pretty messed up. So
3: Lori finally gets up and leaves. Allison goes out to console her. We then get Karen and Allison watching Lori drive off in her truck. Nice to let her go when she's. Clearly inebriated, yeah. let her drive away in that her was, truck. Uh,
1: she was a pr- that was a pretty big truck she had too. Yeah.
3: Karen says, "I'm I'm actually glad that you got to see that because that was my childhood." Yeah, I've never gotten to explain to you my childhood before, and we get cuts of um, Karen being taught how to use a firearm awesome. as a child, awesome. being taught how to fight hand to hand combat as a child. She says, "I was had nightmares about our basement, and it shows the kind of armory basically that Lori has." built into yeah, their really? cellar at their house
0: but in reality she actually had a pretty interesting i would have cool loved that right, childhood oh yeah i'm an awesome we boy. live in the
3: woods i learned how to shoot and i learned how to fight Hide and go seek with guns yeah. yeah i learned how to change a tire and not well right <laughs> i did learn how to play sports though i guess that karen missed out on that
0: yeah. yeah but like if you could shoot somebody as an eight-year-old from 200 yards away like that's pretty baller yeah that that's a that. No, yeah, okay. I, I want that childhood. Yeah, so great mom and dad.
3: Uh, we then cut to a kid and his father going on a hunting trip. It's nighttime, so it's probably like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. That's a lot of times when you go out to hunt, you want to get out there early. So I'm guessing that's probably what time it is. But it's definitely night. Can we talk about this kid for a minute? First of all, yes. his quote unquote father looks like he's about seventy six years old. Yes. Right? So if he but why could they could have easily just made that his grandfather? Yeah. But he's clearly and dad, because he says that. At least
1: a great uncle.
3: <laughs> right, right. It's, um. I mean, you could, the kid's name is Lumpy, yeah. found out, come to find out. I'm hoping that's oh, a, a nickname. What, what is wrong deer. with his voice? Sounds like This he, kid sounds like he's.
1: Yeah, he sounds like he's about to hit. Well, I'm it sounds like
3: saying. he's going through puberty, and in the process, something broke. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, you're. Ah, ah.
3: He sounds like a 14-year-old Nick Nolte.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that.
3: Um, He's telling his dad, and I'm using air quotes, his father. He he said, I don't know if I want to go hunting. I'm okay with going hunting, but I'm missing dance class for this. Oh, boy. Here we go.
0: I I would have pulled over right there and let him out. Dance your way back to the the house. Dance your way back to the house. (laughs) You know what? I'm not even going to leave a gun with you.
3: (laughs) So right in the middle of their conversation, the kid yells, Dad, look out! And he slams on the brakes and there is a bus crashed in a ditch on the side of the road and there are people in hospital gowns walking in the middle of the street. Of course, it's the Smith Grove bus. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Um, So the dad, I'm using air quotes again, says, Call the police. I'm going to get out and see if anyone needs help. Nope. That's a terrible nope. idea. You
4: back it up and call the police as
0: you're... Yeah. As, you as you're it.
3: 70 mile an houring it the yeah. other way.
0: The movie wouldn't be moving if it didn't do that, but I thought about it. There's no way in heaven's I, gate
1: that anybody would... If like it was it. me, if it was me, I would at least use my car or something. Like a... Kind of like a... Um, Battering ram. Kind of like a cattle drive or something, just to get them all together or something. I would not be getting out of my car unless I had like, a weapon or something. He does have
3: a weapon. I'd have been holding it out. No,
1: no, no, no. He doesn't take it out. He just gets out himself. Oh,
3: I would be getting out the weapon, and I would be holding it out the driver's side window as I pulled forward to make sure none of them jumped on my hood.
1: Just like that. Just like, yeah, get back over there. Come on.
3: (laughs) Um. So anyway, the, the, the dad gets out and quickly disappears into the darkness. The kid calls the police. And then says, "I'm, I'm gonna go see if anyone needs help."
0: Great. Those strikes one and two and three. <laughs>
3: so the kid gets the rifle. At least he grabs a firearm. He gets the rifle. He's he's walking. Um, he is not
4: holding that rifle. Correctly.
3: No. He's and we never—he's too concerned yeah. with dancing.
4: And we, so we never see this quote-unquote dad again.
3: So well, we do. Oh, we do. Oh yeah. He's,
4: oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like. I
3: thought he just took off yeah. and ran <laughs> <laughs> the dad left his kid. No, he probably died of old age while he was out there.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the kid, come, uh, he, he's, he's looking around down in the ditch. There's an officer laying face down. He sneaks up to him. Of, all, of all the things going on around you, why would that be the thing that drew your attention enough to want to train your gun on it and walk up right. to him? Yeah. So he gets close, and as he gets close, of course, the jump scare, the officer reaches out and grabs his ankle. And the kid says, hey, don't worry, I'm going I'm to get help. I'm going to go see if anyone else is around. And the officer says, no, run. He's got blood all over his face. Um, if there is an officer of the law face down in a ditch telling you to run,
1: Right. I, that, that, yeah. might have, that might have been the bus driver. That might have been the bus driver.
3: He's got... It looked like an officer uniform. Right. Either way, he looks like a person You're of authority. He's officer. If he has blood on him and he's telling me to run, guess what I'm doing? Yep. I'm gone. Yep. So anyway, of course he doesn't. The kid walks up to the bus, um, looks on the bus. Dr. Sartain pops out of one of the seats, holding his hands up, saying... Hey, wait, don't shoot. And the kid shoots him right in the chest. He jumped yeah. out from behind the seat. Like, quickly. Why? Yeah, yeah. not even, like, you slowly just, raised up.
4: Yes. Yeah, so slowly raise your hands up and say, hey, hey, hang on.
3: Right. So the kid runs all the way back. He It scares him when he shoots Dr. Sartain. So he runs off the bus, runs back to the truck, climbs in the driver's seat, starts it up, which he should have done a long time ago. Yeah. Too late, Michael Myers is already in the back seat. Homage to the first one when he pops up behind Annie. He oh, pops yeah. up and grabs the kid smashes his head against the window a couple times and then snaps Crazy. yeah luckily we never get to hear what that puberty turned into <laughs> so we cut to officer hawkins i think he might have been my might have been my favorite part of this movie
1: oh he was by far one of the smartest people i'm a yeah. i'm a huge will patton fan oh, oh yeah
3: i love will patton there's nothing i've seen with will patton that i didn't like he, he's
4: definitely the, the most
3: believable part of this movie yep he plays officer hawkins we get to it later, but I can go ahead and yeah. say it now. He is the officer that apprehended Michael Myers forty years ago. Is it, did they mention a, uh,
4: an officer Hawkins in the original? No,
3: no, I don't, okay. I don't believe. I think it, I
1: think it said that he actually stopped Loomis from finishing off. Yeah. Uh, so
3: when Michael got up and left after being shot six times, yeah. um, apparently he was apprehended by Officer Hawkins, who knew back then that Will Patton had. Such a claim to fame before he became an actor. right? Yeah, no. he. Uh, and then Loomis, according to the story in this film, Loomis tried to kill Michael and Hawkins would not let him. So that explains why, as the events go forward in this story, he's dealing with that. That'd be a little bit of a heavy on your conscience to know that people are dying now. That wouldn't have happened if you would have right. allowed that. But he's playing pinball. A Back to the Future Part 2 pinball. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I want one. Yeah. I do too. He gets a call about the bus crash, so he goes out to investigate by himself. Like they No. Yeah. No. So yes. so he goes out and um sees uh bodies laying around in the bus crash. So he so he calls in for backup, comes around a corner of the bus and sees the dad, air quotes again, with his neck broken and about half of his yes. spine stick it's a it's compound like, fracture of your neck. All yeah. kinds of broken.
1: Like, yeah, completely
3: dead. That's rough. Um, he looks on the bus. Actually, there is a part here where he sees. Uh, I think we see Lumpy. Oh, do we? I think we see the kid laying in the ditch. Yeah. It looks like it looks like his clothes. So Does that mean that Michael took took the truck?
4: Or yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. Okay.
3: No. So he lo- uh, off. Uh, Hawkins looks on the bus, and Doctor Sartain is there. He's he's not dead, but he says, "Did he escape?" And Hawkins, game. Right, Hawkins says, "Who are you talking about?" Right. So we then cut to our podcasters, Dana and Aaron, at the cemetery, giving more exposition about. They're at the, the gravestone of Judith Myers, which apparently has been replaced since Michael oh. yoinked it. Oh yeah. Um, they are sitting in front of the grave, talking into the recorder about the night Michael killed his sister. Yeah, they're getting really creepy. Really, the really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And into it. Aaron looks like it's he's. Like, it's like I
1: saw the other movie.
3: Yeah. deriving some sort of pleasure from telling yeah, this story it yeah was, it's yeah i didn't like going that. into detail about him killing his sister which is whose grave they're sitting in front of yeah we see michael in the background oh, standing three. yeah kind of standing behind a tree
0: oh i did i, I, yeah. I missed mm-hmm. that yeah the black old lady mm-hmm. who was uh, talking with them she looks over you see her look over subtly and you and then she looks back at them. Yeah, she's
3: the caretaker that showed them where the where the tombstone was. And then she looks over, and you can kind of way off in the in the distance, you see Michael standing in his his white gown, his white hospital uniform. Um, we never do see his face. You see, you almost see his face several times, but you never actually see f- full on the front of his face. We then get uh, Doctor Sartain is in the hospital recovering from his injuries. Hawkins is there with him. We then get. Sheriff Barker played by Omar J Dorsey a in a sheriff. big cowboy hat and cowboy yeah, boots. That, he uh, needs to be in more of this movie. Yeah, oh,
0: wait. So he was awesome.
3: Uh he he's a uh, Hawkins is giving him the rundown on on what happened. He says, "Well, we've caught almost all of the all of the escaped inmates off of the bus." Um and then Hawkins says something's not right about this. This because look, he said I was looking at the manifest and look who's name is on here and it's it's michael myers in my on the same night from 40 years ago when he went on a killing spree he just so happens to be a deputy he's a deputy hawkins is an officer barker is the sheriff okay so sheriff barker says obviously michael myers has now gotten loose again in haddonfield and it's halloween and sheriff barker says what do you want us to do cancel halloween if you were smart, yes. that's exactly what you should do. Yes. 110%. To be fair, it's not like Michael Myers has ever killed anyone trigger treating. Maybe the safest place to be is out trigger treating. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movies, Michael Myers runs into several people that are trigger treating and never kills any right. of them. Right,
4: that's true. Two little boys. I don't, think, I don't think he's ever killed anybody outside, has he? It's always been in
3: somewhere, hasn't it? Well, the bus crash. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. It's so, all right. Hawkins points out the one person on the bus who's not been accounted for is Michael Myers. Uh, we then go to a gas station where Aaron and Dana. Um, I'm assuming they're leaving town, so they're filling up their car with gas. In the background, we see Michael pulling in in the truck, and I, I love shots like this where it, oh, it I does know. it doesn't focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on him, but if you're looking, you can see in the background he walks inside the the garage of the of the gas station, and. Dana goes inside to ask where the restroom is. As no the window. guy's telling her, she walks out, and you see through the window he, into the auto garage. Beating the brakes off somebody. Yeah, Michael Myers is... No before
1: attended. then, did she seriously say that she has to take a number two
4: immediately?
3: Yes. yes she does.
4: <laughs> they must be really good friends.
3: Dana goes into the restroom while Aaron is filling up the car with gas. Um, she checks a couple of the stalls before finding one that's... Not gross. Acceptable. I mean, what do you
1: expect at a place like that? Not she covered goes, in fecal matter. <laughs> right.
3: Um, as she's sitting in the stall, someone comes in. We just see their feet. Um, as this is happening, Aaron goes inside to pay for gas, and it shows the gas station attendant dead with a horrifically broken jaw. Yeah, Like, teeth are, like, missing. There's he a, must
1: have did what? Edward Norton did to that one guy in American History X or something. Oh, curb, stomp. curb stomp! But like on a desk. Oh man, sure. it's rough.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm for. He has a broken mandible. Ah. Um. He then hears a noise out in the garage. He goes out there and finds the mechanic in his underwear, laying dead in a pool of his own blood. At this point, uh, we go back to the restroom. Whoever this person is, it's obviously Michael, is trying to open the door to the stall that Dana's in. She has to say, I'm sorry, someone's in here. The hand reaches up over top of the stall and opens up and drops something on the floor. And Dana looks down, and it was a handful of teeth. That's what
4: those were? Yep. Mm -hmm. Time to go.
3: Drops teeth on the floor right by Dana's feet. So she sees that, and then... As soon as he tries to get the door open again, Dana starts crawling under the stalls next to her. Didn't
4: even wipe. I'm pretty certain that a handful of teeth will buy you just about anything in life. A handful of bloody teeth that you just took from somebody. Yeah,
3: Dana's no longer concerned about the uncleanliness of the stalls next to her. Yeah, she's straight crawling on that floor. Yeah. Yeah. So she's yelling for help. It gets Aaron's attention. He runs into the restroom.
0: She needs one stall to go into the other. She should have just stayed in the same one.
3: Right. So Aaron comes in. He looks at the... Individual and says, Michael, which, like, we didn't already know who right. it was. So, Michael grabs Aaron and starts bashing his head against the wall. That this was, was rough. Difficult to watch yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, he kind of had it. Um, and then uses Aaron's face to bust open the stall where Dana has barricaded herself at this point. He gets in, so he gets the door open, um, tosses Aaron aside, and then strangles Dana.
4: I know this is going to sound horrible, but. It's kind of what we're here for. As soon as he busted through, I'm having flashbacks of Lloyd Christmas sucking his thumb. (laughs) Find a happy place. (laughs) Uh.
1: (laughs) And and Harry Dunn running in there bashing him with a door and sticking his leg in the toilet. Exactly.
3: What's it say for for manly love? (laughs) (laughs) Beer
1: be here every whatever date at whatever time it
0: was. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's <looks> that? <laughs> as
4: soon as miracle. soon as that that second hand hit the door post So opened.
3: Aaron busts into the bathroom and looks at the individual in there and goes, Sea bass?
4: <laughs> Kick his ass, Sea Bass.
3: <laughs> anyway, so Aaron, I, I, Dana's definitely dead. Aaron, I'm assuming, is dead. He wasn't looking too good. No. Oh, no. You want to be dead after that because He's he
0: got... Or play dead, anyway. He, he got really hurt.
3: We then cut back to Lori at her house. The news is on, talking about the bus crashed. Lori doesn't seem surprised.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, did you mention he got his mask back?
3: Oh, no, I didn't. So after Michael kills Dana and Aaron, um, he opens up the trunk of their car. And pulls his mask out in slow motion. This is kind of an iconic moment. Puts the mask on, and we are cooking with gas now. They should have had that music playing, not (laughs) not what he was doing, right? But but what he was referencing. Yeah. What (laughs) is that?
0: Um, I hear it in a lot of Dante's
3: Inferno. I think I think it is. Oh,
0: it's so sexy. Love it.
3: So. we cut back to Lori at this point at her house. The news is on, um, talking about the bus crashed. Lori doesn't seem surprised. Um, so she's getting everything ready. We then see uh, her kitchen island is a, a hideaway door for the cellar. Almost like a pan. It's a remote door that s- the the kitchen island slides open, and there's stairs that lead down to the cellar. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so Lori's gathering up firearms she's, yeah she's
1: going all rambo
3: right oh now. yeah she is she's packing her bags we then cut back to karen's house karen gets home um she notices the back door is open um so she's asking she's looking around trying to figure out if it's her her husband or daughter or home her husband comes in and they hear a noise from upstairs and Lori jumps down and jump scares karen says, Wait says gotcha you're dead so Lori's walking around with a. Okay, oh yeah, she's got a firearm for sure, and she's she's saying, the bus crashed. He escaped, and and you don't even have a home security system, and you, you know. Reek
0: of liquor. Right. <laughs>
3: Ray's like, why are you in my house? She's like, the better question is, how did I get in your house? You don't have any anything securing you. The bus crashed, and Karen's like, what bus are you talking about?
0: As the dad's going. That's not true. I I've taken. I can't yeah, say He's right. like, jiu-jitsu. I can protect oh, okay.
3: my family. I've ta- I've taken jiu-jitsu? <laughs> he does not look like somebody that's taken jiu-jitsu. No, he does, right? Um. So Lori, they tell Lori she has to leave. She, Lori tries to leave them with the handgun. Michael doesn't want it. Lori tries to leave them with the Drink. handgun. Uh, Karen says, no, I'm not taking the gun. That might be a good idea. Karen tries to tell her, took me years to get, get rid of the, the paranoia and fear that you instilled in me. And I... You know, the world is a good place, it's not a dark, evil place like you tried to convince me. It's full of love and kindness. Nah, no.
1: Sunshine and rainbows. Not yeah. so
3: much. Where do
0: you live? Candy and this is the twenty first century. Right. There was a guy named Jack the Ripper. You know what he did? He ripped people. And
3: in this universe there was a guy named Michael Myers. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Worse than <laughs> right.
3: who just escaped. And possibly wanted the poo. <laughs> right. Worst of all yeah. Rabbit. Um, We get Officer Hawkins investigating the gas station where Aaron and Dana's bodies are discovered. Sheriff tells Hawkins that they found a hospital gown state-issued from Smith's Grove Sanitarium, so Hawkins now knows, okay, it's Michael, he's back. I'm keeping this. (laughs) (laughs) This is a memento. This is when Hawkins says, I was there that night. I was there the night when all this happened. So he's been on the force for 40 years,
0: and he's still a deputy. That sucks. And some people just like, like their position. I guess that's
3: true. Maybe nothing just, wrong with it. I just right.
0: do you get paid more though? I
3: would like think yeah, or I would what? think. After forty years you should be either retiring or getting a promotion. Right. Why right, don't uh, you have a desk job?
0: Actually. Maybe.
4: Maybe. <clears throat> maybe he had some some issues because one of the officers later caused him a burnout.
3: Yeah. Because he's been that's there before. Or so maybe he's he got into the drinking game or something. Yeah. Whoa. Well, he has what we on the streets like to call a little bit of a drug problem. <laughs> Is that what the streets call it?
0: Um, yeah, they call them fiends.
3: So we jump to we jump to that night. Trigger treating has begun. We then get my favorite scene in the movie. Um, another classic one take. This is incredible. I absolutely love this. We've got Michael walking down the sidewalk. Um, we get another throwback to. I guess this would be a throwback to the original sequel, Halloween Two. Kid carrying a radio up by his ear runs right into Michael. He yeah. walks past them. He walks down a driveway. Understand this is all one take. Right. Walks down a driveway as a woman is walking from her shed in the backyard into her house. As she walks back into the house, Michael walks into her shed, grabs a hammer off of the workbench walks into the back of the house where the woman has just walked off screen in the kitchen Michael follows her into the kitchen
4: and the cameras following Michael the whole time right we've so got it's the not camera back shot it's just-
3: right exactly so the camera's following right behind Michael right. Michael walks in and he walks off screen in the direction that the woman did you hear him swing the hammer five or six times
0: oh, it was yeah
3: right he walks back on screen drops the hammer picks up a knife off the cutting board as it as the camera follows him then through the kitchen we see the woman dead slumped over on the kitchen table we then hear this one about messed me up a baby crying oh right michael walks into the uh, as he walks through the house the crying is getting louder so he's getting closer to where this baby is at he walks into the room where there's a crib which is obviously where the baby's at. The first time I saw this was like, oh, because yeah, he's already he killed be, a kid. Yeah, just killed a right. kid. Right. Where are we going here? Um, he stops, looks down into the crib, looks back up, and walks through the rest of the house while the pack. I was like, ooh, interesting though. Yeah. So Michael has some sort of conscience,
0: right? He might be homophobic though.
3: Why would? <laughs> how, this how
0: would you get right, that from hey, that? Well, the two little boys that ran into him were dressed in like Superman and Transformer costume. Okay. Right? He didn't hurt them. He didn't hurt the little baby. But then the kid that wanted to dance, he killed that kid. So he might be homophobic.
4: And the other officers
0: that were there on the bus? No, I'm just, I'm just pointing that, that, okay. that out.
4: So it's
3: possible, it's possible. Michael, the homophobe. I'm just say why that kid
0: yes. died. Why that particular kid died and the other kids did not die because he knew that kid was possibly going to well, be so a Well, the middle of, like,
1: where everyone was at.
0: Point
3: being, I'm glad he didn't kill an infant. Yes, yeah.
0: That would have been difficult to watch. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know how like, I, they... I guess, kids, I, guess
1: he, I guess he draws the line. Don't Apparently. they
3: screen
0: these? Like, don't people watch the movie Ooh. before they let it hit? Like, yeah,
3: so... He does not do anything to the baby, which I just—I don't know—I found that interesting in the character psychology of Michael. He walks out the the front door, down the sidewalk. This is such a cool shot. Again, we're all—we're still in one take. He walks up to the front of a house with a big window, looks in the window as a woman's talking on the phone to a friend who's telling her about apparently about Michael Myers being on the loose again. She says, "Well, I'm gonna keep—I'll lock my doors and keep my." My ears open, we've got Michael's face reflected in the window, looking through oh, the window. That's freaky. Um, he turns and walks around the side of the house as the woman walks up to the window and, and, she and closes the blinds. Yeah, you see him walk past the side of the house and his shadow on the silhouetted on the neighbor's house as he's walking around the back of her house. The woman closes the blinds and as she closes the blinds, you see Michael's now entered her house. Walks up behind her, grabs her by the back of the head, smashes her face against the de- uh, the chair she's sitting on, and then shoves a knife through the back of her neck. Yeah. That was. It was quick. Yeah. yeah. That was. That was. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was
1: he, had to, he, had to, uh, he had to get some of that rust off. Man, that was that
3: was just that was an awesome shot though that, that whole was, that whole scene. Yeah, that was nuts. All right, we then go to the high school dance, which is where we didn't talk about this, but Allison and Cameron are going. There's a dance at the high school, and they're going dressed as bonnie and clyde gender swap But yeah reversed <laughs> okay vicky calls allison cameron gets upset because allison's taking the call while they're at the dance vicky is babysitting julian this was an other enjoyable parts of this oh, movie yeah. Oh, yeah. I, julian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah vicky and julian's banter back and forth Ju- uh, vicky tells allison to bring cameron over after the dance and says that Dave is coming over and they can all hang out because Dave is bringing Alakazam. Yes. AKA a- like, cannabis. Yeah. She gets off the phone and uh, Vicky and Julian, this this kid's hilarious. He's like, I know you're talking about smoking weed. <laughs> so they go they go back and forth for a while.
1: And, yeah, he actually did most of his home dialogue. Yeah. From what I read. I thought that was kind of interesting.
3: Crazy. She finally sends him to bed, she tucks him in. Um We go back to the dance. Allison walks back in. She's looking for Cameron. She finds him macking with another
0: girl. Yeah, like, where did that even come from? I don't know. Cameron's a dirtbag. I saw them talking. He was was drinking.
3: He'd been drinking, right. Um, Cameron sees Allison.
1: You know what's funny? She, that, that, um, that Vicky chick or whatever said that that was like her grandma's skirt that Cameron was wearing. Mm -hmm. He was drinking out of a flask. I wonder if that was
0: her grandma's old flask. Could have
3: been. He just found it in there. There you go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, so that have
3: been awesome. So anyway, Allison, uh, forty-year-old
0: age whiskey or whatever. Oh, yeah. I've been older
3: than Allison leaves. Uh, Cameron catches her just outside of the where the dance is going on. She finds out he's been drinking, so she's upset. Obviously, he's trying to talk his way out of it. She finds the flask on him with alcohol. As they're arguing, her phone rings again. She goes to check it, and he takes the phone away from her and throws it in a bowl of nacho cheese pudding
4: yeah it looked like pudding or nacho cheese hey what didn't look like punch yeah i was gonna say or just like
3: super old milk viscous yeah yeah where it kind of slowly sank in there yeah i'm not partaking in whatever that is it went in and just kind of enveloped over it yeah it looked like pudding it did pudding i had some pudding earlier It was delicious yeah, Cameron's getting socked in the face if he throws up my cell phone in a...
1: Oh, yeah. What yeah. John told he would
0: have been dead if he did I would have drowned his ass in that pudding. My phone's expensive, Peter. Sorry for cursing.
3: We then go back to uh, Vicki washing dishes. She washes a humongous butcher knife. Yeah. It's got Michael Myers written all over it. Yeah, it does. Um, she hears a noise. She checks outside. outside. Dave jumps out and scares her. He has a jack-o'-lantern he carved and a horse... Yeah, on a he's stick. Up like a yeah. Or something. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's and he, uh. will pull horses. Right. He says he got a tattoo. Yeah. Which is. Which just, we find out later. It just says ten thirty one eighteen. 18. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be their special night yeah. or something. Yeah, it says yeah. a night. We're going to remember this night for. I don't understand the significance of yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't think to find out to put gonna, that in. Uh, have sex. Before they yeah. start some heavy petting, Julian comes down the stairs and says. I saw the boogeyman outside my room. He was in the hallway. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, come on. Mm -hmm. So Vicky goes upstairs to check. Dave goes outside to wait for her to put Julian back to bed. Vicky messes with Julian. He's standing outside the room. She goes in his room to check. Walks just outside the view of the doorway where Julian's standing and acts like she hears someone. Or that she's talking to someone. Says, sir, who are you? You can't be here. You need to leave right now. And then she jumps out and scares Julian. Um, she puts him back to bed. We got Dave out in the garage. He sees the motorcycle. So he's sitting on the motorcycle revving it up. While well, smoking a joint. Yeah. Right. Vicky uh, puts Julian back to bed. Everything seems okay. He asks her if she'll shut the closet door before she leaves. She goes to shut the closet door. and this I, I love what happens here. The problem is it was on the main trailer. Yeah. So you know exactly what's going to happen it. here. Right. So she goes to shut the closet door. It won't shut. She pushes it again and it bounces back open. So she realizes something must be in the way of the door. She opens up the closet door and Michael Myers is standing there and jumps out with a knife. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate that they spoiled this on the trailer. I I know. Because it didn't work as well as it should have. So he slashes Vicky. Julian takes off running. uh, Vicky jumps up and tries to run. She's in socks. So she slips on the hardwood floor and falls. Uh, Michael gets a hold of her and pulls her back in. She tells Julian to run. Michael stabs Vicki to death. Julian runs down the stairs as Dave comes back in because he hears them screaming. Julian says, don't go up there, Dave. He'll kill you, too. Julian runs out the front door. Dave grabs the knife. The um, right, out of the Curtis. drying rack that, that Vicki washed and, and runs up the stairs. And we don't see what happens. We cut away after Dave grabs the knife and takes off upstairs. Um, Hawkins gets called about a disturbance, a domestic disturbance at that house, goes to the house to investigate Lori, who has a police radio yeah, in her here. car, because of course she does. She also shows up at the house. Officer Hawkins has, uh, had gotten there first. So he goes upstairs. He's looking around, goes in Julian's room and there is a figure sitting under a sheet like a ghost Yeah, that's sitting what I was on the chair. And this was an homage to the original. Kinda, with I think, Bob. Yeah, I, th- I think it is, yeah. 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 Hawkins pulls the sheet off and it's Vicky's body. Dead body. Yeah. She didn't make it. No, she did not. Unfortunately, I liked her character. I did too. Lori, who's outside, sees Hawkins in the window and looks a couple windows down and sees Michael's reflection. Fun fact, this Michael Myers was actually Nick Castle, the original
1: That's oh.
3: shape from the original movie. Because he sort of did
1: the head tilt also. Uh-huh.
3: So she shoots through the window, um, and it was actually just Michael's reflection in the mirror. Michael walks through the house at this point, but the gunshot got Hawkins' attention. He turns around and sees Michael walk past the doorway and start walking down the stairs. He shoots and misses. He goes down the stairs after Michael. Michael walks outside. Lori comes around the corner. She's still about 20 yards away from him. She shoots and hits him in the shoulder right before he disappears around the corner. And Hawkins, as he's leaving the house, sees Dave's body uh, up pinned up against yeah. the wall with a knife through his neck.
0: That was gnarly.
3: I'm gonna guess Dave didn't give Michael too much of a fight. Nah, I don't think he was too much of a challenge
0: for Michael. He was stone.
3: I like Dave, but I'm gonna guess there wasn't much of a it yeah. wasn't much of a challenge. No.
0: no. no you probably like, all right, uh, what do you need me to do? Just jump, and when you jump, I'm going to pin you to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: Yeah. So Lori and Hawkins run into each other outside. They clearly know each other. And that's why I wondered if that was maybe one of her former husbands. They kind of seem to have a, uh, the way they talk to each other, like they definitely know cause each other.
0: Because she said, like, the way she said it, frankly. Yeah, she like, does that because they, sure. they,
3: they literally run into each other at one point, and Lori, like, pops them in the face. And uh, she goes, Frank. He's here, and he says, "I know." But just kind of the way that they yeah, talk, the yes, yeah. yes. Right. I wonder if that was maybe because says she was divorced twice. You almost wonder if he was one of.
0: They had a very tasteful relationship. I yeah. View. You mean tasteful or
3: tumultuous? And nothing had to change. All they had to do was Both. that could have been one line at some point to be like, "Oh, that's one of her." That was her former right. husband. Like right. it, it didn't. I don't know. It was. It's okay. So the police arrive. Dr. Sartain is with them. He's got his arm in a sling, which I'm telling you that because there's something that bothers me here in a little bit. Um, Dr. Sartain says that the bus lost control after Michael overtook the first guard on the bus. Dr. Sartain is then introduced to Lori and starts fanning over her. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. It's oh, like, oh, my God. Oh, you're Lori Strode? <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. So the sheriff
3: and Hawkins are talking to each other. Hawkins says, I don't want this guy. Or or Sheriff Barker says, he's going to go with you. He's an asset. Hawkins says, "Um, no, he's a liability. And Barker says, nobody knows Michael as well as Dr. Sartain does. So he he makes Hawkins take Sartain with him to look for Michael. That's when Sartain meets Lori. And when Lori's introduced to him, she, that's when she calls him, oh, you're the new Loomis.
0: Yes, I studied under him. I was one of his students. And I read is, everything about you and Michael.
3: Right, and this is Dr. Wow. Sartain says that Officer Hawkins is the one who stopped Loomis from killing Michael. So we already explained that earlier, but this is when we actually find that out. Um, we then get Oscar uh, and Allison. So Allison has left the dance. Oscar's gone with him, like he's being chivalrous and walking her home after she left Cameron. He's, he's a creep. He's weird. He's he's drunks so I guess they use that, but man, he's creepy. He's like, oh, you're so pretty and yeah. nice and smart and anybody that doesn't realize that's crazy. And she's like, Thank you.
0: it's a hunchback, he he could play a quasimodo. Yeah. Like they just have to mess his eye up a little bit, and there you go, it's quasimodo. Right. There you go. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to do very much to even do that. He's an ugly individual. So
3: he says, Come on, i I know a shortcut. We then cut back to Hawkins and Sartain driving around looking for Michael. Sartain talks about here, he gets a little more into his background. Hawkins mentions something about Lori being crazy. And um, Dr. Sartain says, well, sometimes a traumatic event can turn the victim a lot of different directions. Sometimes they are just scared of everything. Sometimes they become really strong. And in Lori's case, she's obsessing over being ready the next time Michael shows up. And he says, but I'm more interested in... The motivation of the victimizer being Michael, he says, "I want to know what motivates him to kill. Does he get anything out of the killing? Is he? Is it some kind of emotional response that happens when he kills people?" Hawkins basically says, "Yeah, I just want to find him so we can kill him, and I'm gonna make sure that I don't make the same mistake that we made 40 years ago." Right. And Sartain says, "Well, he he's a ward of the state, and 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 you can't kill him." Well, and Officer bro, Hawkins is I like, "Yeah, you know, we'll see about that." Yeah. Hawkins is awesome so Lori and the police get to Ray and Karen's house tell them hey you've got to go with us he's back he's in Haddonfield he's killing people again they say where's Allison she's uh, they say well she was at the dance and we can't get a hold of her so they're trying to leave uh, they're trying to get a hold of Allison on her cell phone but obviously she doesn't have her cell phone Karen says hey we've heard that they've evacuated the dance we've been trying to call you we can't get a hold of you please call us We're going out to your grandmother's house because we'll be safe there. We need you to call us. So, they make Karen and Ray leave with Lori and the some of the police, and then they send more police to look for Allison. Um, So then we have Allison and Oscar again climbing over a fence to go through a neighbor's yard to get home. Um, Oscar makes a move on Allison. Not a good one. It doesn't go well. No. Um, she tells him off. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I was drunk and..." I'm just drunk and horny.
1: All the girls dancing.
3: Yeah, they were feeding me me guacamole in really sexy ways. There's only... How many
0: ways? I mean, there's like zero. It was kind kind of guacamole. For him, there would be... There's no one probably fed him at all.
3: Yeah, so Allison starts to leave. The lights come on in the back of this house. They're motion sensor lights. So um, Allison walks off. Oscar's laying in the backyard um he sees michael myers staying off to the side he thinks it's the neighbor he says sorry mr elrod another yeah throwback That's to like, the uh, original yeah. second one yep and the neighbors mr and mrs oh. elrod so he says sorry mr elrod i'm just had a bad night pretty much he's like i'm just walking this really pretty girl home have you ever uh have you ever wanted a girl really really bad and you just couldn't have her because you're so ugly that was kind of funny though yeah. yeah. so michael myers yes
1: he's pretty much probably sitting there like this guy's pretty pathetic so this
3: was cool with the motion sensor lights so they go off if no one moves after a few seconds Um, and then they come back on and Michael's standing like 10 feet away from him I didn't like that they go off (laughs) and then they come on again and Michael slashes at him with a knife so Oscar runs tries to climb the fence he's yelling for Allison who's already way down the road by the time she realizes he needs help Michael stabs him in the back. This was pretty nasty. So He's climbing one of those wrought iron gates. It's got the sharp points at the top. So when he stabs him in the back, as he falls down, the the wrought iron point goes right up through the bottom of his chin and out of his mouth. So when Allison gets there, that's how she finds Oscar. And then the motion sensor lights come on again, and Michael walks in front of the gate. He's on the other side of the gate from Allison, but she comes face-to-face to him for the first time. Um, and then we get the awesome bow
1: going across the guitar. Yeah.
3: I can't even describe this music yet. it was like, it was like a
1: perfect moment like when the granddaughter meets Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. sees Michael Myer, Myers for the first time. Mm-hmm. He hey,
3: I'm your
1: great your uncle. uncle. So she, she runs, runs Michael.
3: Allison screams. she runs for help. Um, she goes to a house. they come out to help her. We then get Hawkins. he gets Hawkins gets to Allison. Um, cause they obviously call the police. So he's now got Allison. He and Dr. Sartain have picked up Allison and they're going to take her out to her mom and dad and Lori out at Lori's house. At the same time, they're still looking for Michael. We go back out to Lori's house. Uh, Ka- Lori is getting everything ready at her house while Karen and Ray are, um, looking around. <laughs> Karen shows Ray the, uh, the cellar under the kitchen island and Ray's like, what is this? And Karen says, My childhood. And he shows Ray the armory in the uh, cellar. Yeah, that Lori's like awesome. showing them all of the different firearms and asking them which one, you know, hey, pick your pick your weapon, basically. That is a good place to be. That
0: is. Yes. It's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah, it's such a horrible childhood. Think about that. You could have learned shooting, fighting, uh, doomsday cool. prep. But okay. oh, wait, you did, and you still didn't enjoy it.
3: So then we get Michael walking down the sidewalk, um... Allison, Sartain, and Hawkins are, are looking for him. Um, Allison sees him walking. Hawkins puts the gas pedal on the floor. He says, here we go. <laughs> yep. Smashes Michael with the car. Sartain jumps out of the car and Hawkins and tells Hawkins not to kill him. Hawkins has his gun drawn gets out of the car as Sartain is over top of Michael. Um, Sartain says, you can't kill him. You can't kill him. And Hawkins is like, the hell, I can't kill yep. him. Tell He orders... Sartain to get out of the way. Was it
1: Ben Trimmer?
3: Yeah, you gotta make sure. Um, Dr. Sartain pulls out his pen and, like, has a knife in the pen, turns around and stabs Hawkins in the neck.
0: Oh, yeah. Did he die, though? Yes, I hate
3: this, because this is the subplot, and the only reason it's here is to explain how Michael got loose to begin with, and I, I don't know, this... We don't need it. Right. So, Sartain kills Hawkins... Allison is seeing all of this happen from the backseat of the police car, by the way. So she can't get out because she's in the backseat of the police car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sartain, after stabbing Hawkins to death, um, takes the mask off of Michael and puts it on himself. Because as Allison's looking out the front window, the Michael Myers mask pops up with Sartain wearing it. And it's like,
0: what? Yeah. Sartain then
3: somehow, this old man, gets giant Michael Myers... From laying on the street and loads him into the back of the police car with one arm and a sling? Yeah. Not sure how that happened. No. After being shot in the chest less than 24 hours ago? Yeah. But somehow, he gets Michael in the back of the car, tells Allison to move, make room for my patient. Yeah. He's gone total Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein at this point. Yeah. Um, after he kills Hawkins, Sartain is like, so this is what it feels like.
1: I think that's why he was wearing his mask too. I guess he's... I know it's stupid. Yeah, so he's he's, he's obviously crazy and he's... he's He
3: caused the bus to crash. That's what we're led to believe here. Um, which I just... I feel like there were other ways they could have gone with that without having... It just seemed unnecessary to have another villain to take the attention of. Michael Myers not enough? Michael Myers is plenty. Right. Um, so Allison obviously is freaking out. Um. Yep. So he he kind of monologues here after he gets back in the car and drives. His whole purpose here, his whole purpose of doing everything he's done is he wants to reunite Michael and Lori because he's trying to get some kind of emotional response from Michael to try to get him to open up about why he does or did what he did 40 years ago and why he's obviously doing it again. So Sartain's basically a... Yeah, human piece alert. of garbage that's allowing other people to get murdered to try to yeah. set this up
1: spoiler alert
0: when that when this does happen uh, it doesn't work
3: no it right. does no it doesn't so
0: he he was wasting his time
3: so he wants to reunite michael and Lori. um we didn't get the funniest part of the movie i thought we've got two guys that aren't even like name actors they're two police officers one of them actually is a forensic investigator um in real life probably Benton. And the other one, I think, is the makeup or costume designer Dick, for this movie. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: makeup, makeup guy. He actually designed the mask and everything. Yeah. Too. He that's actually fun. won an Oscar. Uh, Suicide Alan Squad. Nelson won an Oscar for Suicide Squad. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's
3: cool. But uh, they have a, just this brief scene here where they're sitting in their squad car just um, keeping watch over Lori's house out on the road. <laughs> they're talking about their lunch. It's pretty funny. Yeah. If you I want to know what they say, go watch the movie. Yeah, we don't seems, want to spoil everything in the movie right. for you. Yeah,
1: it seems kind of pointless, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's I entertaining, mean, you know, and it's these just are... like for like a minute.
3: Yeah, um, Sartain is driving. He's he's talking to Alice. They're driving out to Laurie's house as well. He's talking to Allison um, about Michael never speaking, saying, "I just wanted to get him to speak. I wanted to hear what's on his mind. I wanted to hear what he would say." So Allison gets the idea and says, "Oh, um, well, when I saw him, he spoke to me." And he says, what? And he, she said, yep, he said one word. And she, he's like, what did he say? And she's like, if you let me go, I'll tell you. Of course. She, he says, no, you must tell me what he said. And, and Allison says, stop the car, let me out, and I will tell you what he said. So he pulls over and stops the car. And Allison looks over and looks down. And Michael Myers has woken up and has put his mask back on. That's not good. No, to be stuck in the back seat with that—that's yeah. So, somebody who's like not even three feet away. Doctor Sartain, yeah, Doctor Sartain sees it in his rearview mirror. Um, well, before we get to that, the officers um, that we just introduced see the car up the road from them. It's probably a hundred yards up the road from them. that stopped in the middle of the road. Um, they recognize it as Hawkins' car, so they're trying to get a hold of him on the radio. Obviously, no one's answering. We then uh, see Sartain look in the rearview mirror, see that Michael has woken up. He says, Michael. And Michael kicks the gate between the front and back seats. Oh, yeah. And pins Sartain to the steering wheel. Yeah. Gets out. Um, opens the door. Sartain falls to the ground. Falls on his back on the ground. Allison uses the opportunity to jump out of the car and run through the woods. Um, Sartain stares up at Michael, who's standing over him, and says, say something. And Michael stomps on yep. Sartain's face. It, like...
4: <sighs> washes it like a watermelon. Gallagher yeah. Yeah.
3: swinging a mallet at a watermelon. It explodes. Squash yeah. it
1: like jelly. He definitely had it
3: coming. Yep, the other officers pull up. Um, they see Sartain's dead body. They get out to investigate, and we see Michael behind them. And then we cut to... Uh, back at Laurie's house. Lori is uh, turning off the lights in the house, getting everything ready. Um, she goes and talks to Karen. Karen makes some comment about um, you've wanted him to get out. This is what you've wanted all along. Like, okay, you've given her crap obviously your entire life about being the way that she is and being this eccentric. It whether it should have or not, has obviously come to where, oh, all the preparations and things that she did, it's a good thing, even though we were all making fun of her, and now you still have an issue with the way she's right. doing things. At this point, you should be nothing but thankful that she has spent her whole life preparing for this so that now you can get out of this situation that you're in.
0: Yep. The ungrateful. Yeah. But you know what? Why don't you just go out there? You go outside and you prepare and do all this stuff yourself. Lori right. just-
3: says, I've been preparing for this for a long time. We get Allison running through the woods. Um, we then cut back to the house. Ray is playing with a yo-yo. Uh, he's, he's on, yeah, he sees on Lori's security cameras a police car pulls up out front. He goes outside um, to ask them if they've got any news on Allison or if they found Allison. Um, he looks in the tinted window and he just sees, looks like a jack-o'-lantern. So he opens the door and it's our two lovable officers. One of them's got Sartain's penknife through the head and his throat slit all the way open. And he is positioned to where he is holding the severed head of the other officer with a flashlight through the neck to make him look like a jack o' lantern.
4: He's been carved out. Yeah. That
3: was brutal. Yeah. So Ray freaks out, like you would. Yeah. And he backs up right into Michael Myers, who uses the wind chimes off of the porch to To right, him. Oh yeah. That so, was another
1: guy I didn't want. Like yeah,
3: Ray died. I hated that.
1: I guess it's just like, you know, it's like, it's a free-for-all, pretty much. Right. You know, characters you like, and then they just die. Right.
3: Right. So Lori, at this point, uh, is looking through the front front door. She sees Michael. Uh, She bars up the door. She orders Karen down to the cellar. Um, She's standing with her back to the front door, which, if you're taking this many precautions in your house, but you have glass windows on your front door, Either way, uh, Michael smashes through the, the glass and grabs Lori through the door. So he's got he's reaching through the gl- the broken glass the opening created by the broken glass on the front door and is pinning Lori to the front door from the other side of the door. Um, he's actually got her by the throat, lifted her up off the ground. Lori gets her shotgun turned around. Michael grabs onto the barrel the end of the barrel of the shotgun. Lori pulls the trigger and blows off two of Michael's fingers. So Michael drops her um, and backs away, um, giving Lori time to get down to the cellar. Michael breaks in, breaks down the door. Um, so they're, they're, the two of them are in the cellar. Lori, at this point, says, I was wrong to raise you the way I did. They hear Michael walking upstairs. Lori gets pinpoints where michael's at shoots through the floor i don't know there's no point in that i thought anyway uh we kind of hear michael stumble um lori says i have to finish this and she leaves karen down in the cellar she goes back upstairs Um, she looks in the closet with slats paying homage to the first one again where lori was Mm -hmm. in the closet um she opens up the closet nothing's in there I thought Michael was going to be in there the first time I saw this. I thought Michael was going to be in there with a wire hanger. <laughs> stabbing it oh, at Lori.
1: Yeah, how do you
2: like it? Yeah, Gotcha.
3: Um, so Lori at this point begins clearing rooms one at a time. So she'll clear one room and then she has them rigged to where when she's cleared the room, she hits a button and a giant metal steel, steel door f- slams shut. Yeah,
4: that's awesome.
3: Yes, it is. She really has been working at this for a yeah. while. Yeah. Preparing for a while. This is the type of place that, like, jigsaw it is all. Oh, yeah. Um, Allison, we get her back in the woods. Uh, she finally stumbles upon Mannequin Town. Yeah. So she's...
0: Anything you want to add about those mannequins, Craig? They're creepy. Okay. Okay.
4: That's it. Well,
0: yeah, they are. Aren't they? No, what, what were
4: you expecting me to say?
0: All right, I just... You know, from earlier. That's all.
4: That it was. They're modeled after one of her dead husbands.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We go back to Lori looking for Michael. She sees bloody handprints on the railing going up the stairs. Um, so she goes upstairs and starts clearing rooms up there, and every room in this house has a steel door that slams shut after Lori comes
0: out. Um, Probably why she didn't want her daughter ever really knowing her grandma I was sending her over to grandma. So like,
3: that's true. Watch out for the steel doors; <laughs> Right. they will literally chop your head off. Yeah. Uh, she goes into a room that's got a bunch of mannequins in it. There's a that's creepy. She uh, uh, opens a closet in this room and ray's body is stashed up on the shelf like neatly folded sheets yeah but no yeah. yeah but no michael uh michael finally jumps out from behind a mannequin they fight for a while um michael finally gets a hold of lori and throws her off of the balcony so there's Does a door that leads out onto a balcony yeah yes. yes he did okay. he, he looks like he stabbed she has a knife and no he has a knife He stabs Lori, throws her off the balcony. She lands on the ground below. Um, He looks down and sees her laying there motionless. At this same time, Allison comes in through the front door and calls out for her mom and her grandmother. Um, Her mom realizes Allison is here. Um, she opens so she opens the kitchen island and yells for Allison to come down to the cellar Michael hears this from upstairs turns around when he hears the noise He turns around again and looks back down on the ground and this was probably my favorite homage to the original Lori is no longer there and we get that same music as when dr. Loomis looks down and Michael's no longer mm-hmm. on the ground So Lori is now The hunted becomes the hunter
2: mm-hmm.
3: So Michael goes downstairs um, as Karen and Allison are now down in the cellar, Michael realizes they're under the kitchen island. So he starts tearing that up. Um, Karen looks over across the basement or the cellar and she sees the, the guns on the gun rack. And one of them, a rifle has her initials carved into it. She realizes oh, that must've been her. Yeah. That must've been her, uh,
1: Weapon of choice. Right,
3: that must have been the one she was trained with. So she goes and gets the rifle, and Michael finally rips up the kitchen island. And as as Karen's standing at the bottom of the stairs with the rifle aimed up, Michael doesn't show up at the top of the stairs. (laughs) So Karen then starts crying, yelling for her mom and saying, I'm sorry, I can't do it, I can't do it. Mom, where are you? At which point Michael shows himself at the top of the stairs, and Karen suddenly goes, gotcha. And shoots and hits Michael right in the face. Right, the, the face. face. Yep. Right. She had, to, she had to draw out her prey. Yeah, draw her. Target. Yeah. Right. That, no, sorry, we man. then get another throwback to the original as Michael's face appeared for the first time behind Lori. Out of the darkness of the, of the darkened room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing happens with Lori. As Michael backs up after he gets shot by Karen, Lori's face appears in the room behind Michael. Um, she says, Happy Halloween, Michael. And she stabs at Michael with a knife. They have a brief fight before um, Lori uses a frying pan to knock Michael. Cast iron. Oh, yeah. Oh. She knocks him backwards down the stairs. He's prepared for everything. Yep, of the cellar. Um, Karen and Allison. Allison runs up the stairs. Karen comes up behind her. Michael does the uh, non-human sit-up from the first one after he's been knocked down the stairs and grabs Karen's ankle. They're trying to get Karen out. Um, Karen finally, uh, I mean, Allison finally grabs a knife off the floor, stabs Michael in the shoulder and I think slices him on the hand, Mm -hmm. which gets him to let go. They pull Karen up the stairs. Oh, she also kicks him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Karen turns around and kicks Michael down the stairs. Um, they pull a lever and steel spikes shoot across the opening of the cellar.
1: I think they were, like, stakes or something.
3: Yeah. Those metal stakes. Yeah, either way, it's... Either way. Yeah. Like yeah. The
4: ones that hold stop signs
3: up. Yeah. Something yeah, they're... Yeah. yeah, so they seal Michael down in the cellar. Karen, as Lori starts turning on gas valves, we see hoses run down into the cellar. That was awesome. Where um, gas starts coming out, and Karen tells Allison... Um, It's not a cage, it's It's, Yes, because they refer to the cage, or they refer to the cellar several times as a cage throughout the movie, and Allison, or Karen explains to Allison, it's not a cage, it's a trap. And so Lori lights a flare with the gas running down in the basement as Michael stands at the bottom of the stairs and stares up through the spikes, through the stakes. Um, She throws the flare down and it lights up the, the cellar. So, Michael, the entire time, though, as flames are surrounding him, he doesn't move. He just stands there staring up at the women.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so freaky. Still to the end.
3: Yeah. So, they leave. They run outside. They flag down a car um, as the flames are engulfing the house at this point. We get another shot of the cellar as it's been fully engulfed in flames and we don't see Michael standing there anymore. We go to the back, it shows the women in the back of the truck, um, and we get a zoom in on Allison's hand still holding the knife that she used to stab Michael with. And we. Cut to credits. Yep. Roll credits. No, the they end I never mentioned poor, poor mean, race mean, that I know of it's else. like oh by the way Karen your husband's dead and yeah. Allison your yeah. father has been killed so cremated yeah.
0: oh yeah right yeah I thought about that part too. So I are they gonna just have like a like a a casket with a bunch of memories of him in it I yep. don't know but it was good yeah. I would give this one cinema a,
3: grades give it a B
0: plus B plus yeah B B plus
3: yeah I'll go I'll go B minus just because I hated that, Sertain, yeah. that, that Dr. Sartain that Doctor Sartane subplot. Uh, I, get, I, I, I did I, enjoy I, it. I loved the mask. I loved that this definitely got back to the roots of Michael just being a crazy killer without much of a Yeah. They almost teased the idea that they were trying yeah. to get a background or a motivation out of him and there is that's there was not most, one we never got to one. That's
1: just what most idiots just love. It's just right. like yeah. We just want to know the money. It's like who cares? It's a crazy person who kills everybody uh-huh. just for no reason. There, it's like he clutches the Joker. He just does all those crazy things just to do it because right. he's crazy. Yeah.
3: There are two uh, follow-ups to this movie already in the works: Halloween Kills, and then the following year, Halloween Ends. I believe Halloween Kills I is supposed to, to come out uh, next yeah. year. Why?
0: Hmm? Why
1: are you gonna wait? Because I'm not seeing it in theaters. He's he's dead. He should be
3: dead. I thought you said he's the boogeyman.
1: Right. Well,
0: my, yeah, he is the boogeyman. What I but the like, boogeyman
3: can't die. What I thought was kind
0: of cool is how we did have this whole cat and mouse throughout the movie, um, with Jamie Lee becoming, like you said, she became the hunter at the very end. But it's like she, she, was she was almost, almost like Arnold
1: uh, Schwarzenegger in the and Predator. Yeah, yeah, just preparing. Yes. right. That's yeah. the best way to. You know, except you know, she doesn't like scream in the middle of the woods or something.
3: Ah! That whole no she did that in the car across the street oh, from the oh yes, yeah she did she totally did battle there you go yep. right um um do yeah,
4: we know I, what we're I'd give this one a, a a B- also for the same reason that is just I, I didn't like the the secondary villain we didn't need it Oh, true
3: yep so uh tune in next week uh Starting the month of November. I hope you guys have enjoyed our uh, Halloween-themed month of October. We will definitely get into the rest of the Halloween movies at some point. Um, probably next year. October 2021, we'll cover some more of the Halloween movies, including possibly the new one that comes out. So, um, next month we sh- start um, M. Night Shyamalan month. Shyamalan
0: oh, Dong. name.
3: So, uh, we won't spoil every episode of the month, but... Uh, we will start off next week with um, the OG, The Sixth Sense.
4: Yes. Yes. The movie Yo, that no put Bruce M.
3: Night Shyamalan it. on the map.
4: Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll
3: take, yeah. So, uh, tune in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe um, to our podcast. Leave us a comment. Follow send a request. Us yep. Uh, send us an email at scaredsmithlesspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Sign up for our Patreon if you want to hear exclusive content, which will start in 2021. Boom. Get in early to get a discount. Um, look for our sign-ups um, for exclusive content. Our merch store should be opening soon. Stay tuned, and we'll give you more information on that, including free giveaways. Yeah. Send us requests.
0: And as always, happy Halloween.
3: Happy Halloween, everybody. As always, stay tuned.
0: Stay classy. Thanks for dropping by. See ya.